Hey, everybody. Welcome to BeautyCast Network's Mastering Beauty, a podcast for beauty, barbering, and wellness professionals looking for successful, sustainable, and satisfying careers. Every Sunday, we feature brilliant professionals from across the entire industry, offering their best advice on a variety of topics. I'm Gordon Miller, CEO of BeautyCast Network and your podcast host. And today, our guest is an educator extraordinaire, somebody I consider a friend. He is Matt Beck, the founder of freesaloneducation.com. Um, he had a really early presence on YouTube in the industry um, 13 years ago, I believe is when he began. We'll get more from Matt on that in a moment, but he's got over 1 million subscribers or not too many people in our industry who can make that claim. And this is crazy. I'll ask him about this in a second too. 128,472,970 video views as of about five minutes ago. Um, across 1.1 thousand videos on haircutting, coloring, styling, business tips, and it's all for free. Insane. And and he's one of the best educators I know. Um, welcome to the Mastering Beauty Podcast, my friend, Matt Beck. Hey, thanks, Gordon. I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here talking with you. I am so happy to have you. You know, we haven't seen each other for a bit. I feel like I feel like I say that to everybody that I run into these days. We're still I know. Yeah, we're done with the crazy years, but a couple of years later, we still haven't all reconnected. So so miss seeing you in person, but I'm glad we get to see each other on Zoom. And um, yeah, so before we jump into best advice and some of the things we like to talk about, I have to ask you, um, especially now that you've had 13 years of doing what you're doing, so big picture, how's it going? And then on top of that, or maybe it's first, like how what the heck did you even get started with this? So, uh, so good question, right? Uh, how's it going? Let's, uh, let's go there. It's going good. You know, I, uh, it's, it's been a journey because, uh, as you know, I started out like a lot of educators in the, in the industry of, you know, uh, teaching, uh, in salon classes and, and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I think, I think now the path is just so different. Um, it's a lot digital now. Um, but back then, you know, there was no digital, it was VHS tapes and DVDs and, mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that I'm going on my 20th year of, uh, being behind the chair. And, uh, um, you know, I think about that all the time because when I first started educating, I'd be educating people that have been doing here for 10, 15, 20 years. And, and I just thought to myself, wow, that's, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I, <laughs> You blink and uh, and here you are 20 years later and and I don't feel like I've been doing it that long. I still did a haircut yesterday and was like, man, I wish that was better. So, um, you know, uh, so how's it going? It's going good. Um, you know, I've been on YouTube now since 2012, uh, you know, started with zero subscribers just like everybody else. And to hit a million is is exciting. Um, you know, we hit a million last year, but at the same time, you know, you're always comparing, uh, to me, it's more community than it is number. So I had a stronger community in 2016 than I feel like I have now. Uh, so that's kind of the, my, I really want to go in this podcast, um, hopefully to help people understand that, you know, it doesn't really matter the number, the amount of people you have. It's, it's about being true to the community that you build. And, um, I do find myself, uh, now in 2024, really thinking, how do I get back to what I was doing in 2016? And that's kind of where I'm at. That's where I'm headed. You know, more videos, more 
being true to the content, less sales, like, you know, you just get caught up. You get caught up in like, I was building a company and a brand and I want that. And I, and I want uh, something that's bigger than me, but at the same time, you can't lose you, you know? So, so I think that's kind of where I'm at and how I got started in it was, um, you know, I got kind of, I'm not a person that's patient very, very well, which is a good and a bad thing. I think, um, I, I definitely lack patience. So, uh, I worked with Paul Mitchell, a great company, worked with them for 10 years. Every single day I worked with them, I wanted something more. And you were an educator, right? You you were on the road for Paul Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't like on their payroll. I was more, uh, you know, a a licensed contractor kind of thing, uh, independent contractor from uh, Paul Mitchell. So I was teaching classes every week, um, you know, and I did that for, for like eight, I'd say eight years is where my past started to kind of go a different direction. But and I've told this story before, but I like to, I'll tell the quick version of it. I um, worked with them. I did everything. I did everything I possibly thought I could. Um, I studied Paul Mitchell DVDs. I studied the artists. I I wanted to be on a DVD. Like when I uh-huh. say that, like, that's no joke. Like that was what that was my goal. I didn't care about money. I didn't care about. I mean, I kind of cared about money, but I I more like just wanted the DVD. I wanted the the travel. I would grew up in a small town in Illinois. Um, uh, 750 people way outside of Chicago, more cornfield, uh, more Iowa, you know, always wanted to kind of do something big. Like I, I just, I played music growing up. I was selling CDs in, in high school, like trying to get people to buy my music. Like I always wanted something more. And, um, so when I, I didn't choose hairdressing, like I actually went in, I was detailing cars. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was 21 years old. And when I, I used to bleach my hair out all the time, um, kind of went along with the music persona mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, uh, I walked into work one day and the guys laughed and, and they were like, the one guy was like, you know, you should do hair because you're always doing your hair. And my mm-hmm. wife, my wife teaches at a beauty school. So, um, he's like, give her a call. And I'm like, for real. And so I called beauty, the beauty school and I was like, do guys do this? Cause where I'm from, they don't, you know, right, like, right, right. they might now, but yeah. you know, then they didn't, uh, I didn't know a guy that did hair and, um, the, the woman on the phone goes, yeah, and they can make a lot of money. And I'm like, cool. So, you know, I signed up. So it wasn't like I grew up my whole life, you know, thinking I want to do hair or anything, but uh, I did find myself gravitating always towards it, you know, like always bleaching my own hair or, uh, trying to cut my my brother's hair or, you know, just I always like doing stuff with it. So um, so anyways, I wanted the stage. I wanted the, that thing, that part of the industry. I really when I saw it in beauty school for the first time at the Chicago hair show, I saw Robert Cromines up on the stage and, you know, the stories he was telling, of course, and mm-hmm. you know, just this lifestyle is I was like, that's it. That's rock, the- rock, rock and roll hair. Yeah, it was a different, it was a crazy time in hair, I think, um, you know, and I'm very happy that 2003, 2004 timeframe was so cool. And, uh, you know, so I just, you know, I went all in, I moved a thousand miles away from my family uh, uh, to work with uh, Sam Burns, who was an educator for Paul Mitchell at the time, um, you know, and, and I, and I just taught every day. I taught every day, like, any moment that I could get away and drive four hours, six hours, 10 hours in my car to go teach a class for Paul Mitchell, I did it. And, or if I could uh, assist for free at a hair show, I did it. And that's how I met guys like you and 
you know, people because I just was so hungry for it. And then, you know, you do that for eight years and I never got on a DVD, you know, I never got, I never got the platform artist label of like, go do a show or, and I used to be bitter about it. And then I realized that that's the best thing that could ever happen, you know? And I, now I'm older. So like, I look at these things differently and I think like, you know, if that stuff would have happened, I'd probably still be working for Paul Mitchell, which would be great. You know, nothing wrong with it. But at the same time, I built a great company and uh, very successful, actually, you know, I'm not going to say very successful, but a pretty successful brand and company. And, you know, none of that would have happened. And I did it all from the education I was taught through Paul Mitchell. Like, you know, so I'm very grateful for for what they are um, and the people there and and everything. But, you know, I I was teaching so many classes that when I started making YouTube videos, it was like, I knew exactly what to do. I knew all the questions people asked, like going into a salon, you know, I was already prepared because I knew. So I'd started, you know, you know, how do you cut a bob? How do you uh, cut a fr- this fringe? Like, what's this, the stroking technique? Like, it was just like every little trigger. And I was like, make a video, make a video, make a video, you know, like it, it just was easy. And I, and I was making my own DVDs. I was, I was putting myself on a DVD and that's kind of the person that I am. Like, that's what I mean by I don't have patience. Like I, I don't really want to have my, that's what I love about this industry. Like, I don't want my success to be on anybody else. Like I love this industry because there's so many avenues um, because it's commission-based because, you know, and people demonize commission, but commission's great. You know, like <laughs> you get to like decide how much money you can make, you know? And uh, so when I started in this industry, it was like, man, I'll just teach classes and do as much hair as I can. And I'll be out promoting myself all the time. And that's, you know, that's the hard part about this industry because you kind of need to do that if you want to be the top of the the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you don't do that, it's it's a hard industry to be in. I remember being at Premiere with you. We I can't remember what we did at Premiere, but we did something together at Premiere. And it was around, I think, 2016, 15, 16, something like that, 15 or 16, probably. And, you know, you, 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 you had made a mark. You know, I, I, there was no doubt about that. And, you know, I've been, I've been around for a bit and I've been on the show circuit forever and I was doing classes and everything. You know, those of us who get out there and do that, you, you kind of get used to people coming up and saying, hey, that you've never met before. And they saw you somewhere. They read about you and say, hey, you know, and, you know, I hate to say there's like ego attached to that for all of us, but, but there is kind of what well, I can say for myself. If nobody says, hey, at a show, then you're like, oh, no, hey, yeah, have, you're, I, have, yeah. I, have I fallen off all the radar? So I met yeah, that okay. show and I was kind of in a good place in my life because I was out. I was an early person doing social media and teaching it and so you know people kind of knew me we're walking to the show with that back and i don't know maybe somebody said hi to me and then like 10 people said hi to you and then maybe <laughs> somebody said hi to me and then 10 more people said something to you all separate from each other not groups it was like the non-stop matt beck show at premier orlando and i i, I think i had to go lick my wounds that night in my <laughs> in my hotel room but then i was like wait a minute no he's on youtube you had that interest in being on stage, you know, on, on, on being an artist, being on DVD. You step off of that and you stepped onto the biggest platform in the world. Yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. And pe- people still didn't, you know, they get it now, um, but not everybody. Was, not every, yeah, right. Yeah, true. Yeah. But they, um, no one got it then. Nobody. I agree. 
Yeah. I, and when I, I was, I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we had such great conversations. So many people have blocks in their mind where they're like, okay, so maybe I should just keep teaching, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. I don't want to take that risk or whatever. And I don't have that. I don't, I don't have that. And I, I've never had that. And this is something I, uh, I lost my uh, dad back in 2017 and, uh, you know, and it was kind of like a spur of the moment overnight. Like he, he died in his sleep overnight and the, it's taken like quite a while to like, I, I still don't know how to process that, but at the same time, like I think about how I was raised and like everything that I ever wanted to do, like my parents were all in, you know? And, and I think, I think about this a lot because like, like I remember having a band in uh, high school and we played a pep rally and for the football game. Right. And I thought it was the coolest moment ever. And I'm up there, man, we're playing music and it's again, probably terrible. And, you know, but the kids were, everybody liked seemed to like it. And then I walked out after school and there was um, with some kind of makeup drawn um, some really nasty things on my car. Right? Oh, oh. And so, and, you know, you're a kid, yeah, right? Yeah. And, you know, I'll never forget the one thing that my dad, uh, I remember my dad and my mom was probably sitting right there too. And, and they, they were like, they're jealous. Mm. And like, that was just always the answer, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. But like God now whenever I, dad. Yep. Yeah. So whenever I see negative stuff, negative comments on social or whatever, like my mind, that's first reaction is it's jealousy or they just don't you know, people don't like seeing different, you know, if they, if they're not comfortable doing it, then they, you know, they want to put it down or make fun of it or whatever. And so my reaction is just, it's, they're jealous or like, I just, you know, I just come back to that. And I just think about it in that way. And like, I I think that's for me, what has, it's that blocker that isn't there for me. Like I go do it. And I know there's going to be negativity, negative reactions of, you know, what I'm doing, whatever, but I don't think about that. It doesn't even really cross my mind too much. I just know it's kind of there. And then I just focus on the people that do seem to like it. And I go all in on that. And in doing that, you know, you've been at this for a long time and I've watched you evolve. You know, I've watched the quality of your videos evolve. I've watched you get in the podcast space. I watched when you were doing the podcast from the salon, by the way, you are a salon owner and have been for quite some time. But, you know, I've watched you learn and grow. It's, it's not like you decided to do something and, 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 and that was it. You, you know, you never changed. You never got better. You, you never paid attention to how, you know, so I think it's important to say that because it wasn't just like, oh, I, I'm going to do this. It was, oh, I'm going to do this. And whether you said it to yourself or not, you know, you continually paid attention and, and got better. And, and, and that's one of the, the great, I don't think it's a secret, but that's, it, it is one of the keys to success in our industry and in, in life. That's actually so true. And um, I'm glad you said that because I feel like I don't want it to come across like any of this was like, you know, simple or anything, but it was definitely like, because uh, my first YouTube video I shot on an iPad. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. In 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 the back room of our salon near the wash house because it was the closest kind of whitish wall, you know. And if you watch that video, it it it's easy to search it. Like it it was bad, you know, it, and not a bad quality. You know, the haircut wasn't great, and like 
But then this is the other thing that I just taught a hands-on class on Monday and like I'm getting back into that mm-hmm. part of my life, get back to where I was kind of. Yeah. I was talking to somebody about it and I was like, you know, you should film yourself doing a haircut, not to put it on social media, but you should film yourself because every time I watch a haircut that I've done, I look at it and go, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, yeah, or yeah, yeah. look funny when I'm standing like that. Or mm-hmm. this, on, when I cut this side, I was at this angle. When I cut this side, I was at that angle. And like that, you can learn a lot from just yep. watching the tape, you know, yeah, like absolutely. you listen to sports and all the, all the guys are like, you know, at the end of the game, they're like, you know, why did you throw that pass like that? And he's like, you know, I don't know. I got to watch the tape. And you're like, Oh, I gotta watch it. But that makes sense. He's in the middle of the game. How does he remember, you know, what happened? It all is happening so fast. When you watch it back, you get to really kind of study it and go, okay, that's what I should be doing different. And that's and that's how you get better. And then every video I edited, I got better. And like I didn't know how to fully do all this stuff. You just one thing at a time, you just keep learning little skills. And then, you know, 12 years later, you're like, Man, I can do a lot of different things that have to do with that, you know. And and 128 million views later, so we'll, we'll combine all those things together. And you know, look, it's, it's not about the math, as you said earlier, but that math helps you give you some sense: Are you in the right direction? You know, if you were if you were still at 100, if you were still at 100 views, you know, 10, 12 years later, you'd probably be thinking differently. So it's it's great to have that that validation to help you know if you're at least on track. So I I love that. Let's jump. You know, we haven't even done the first question, but that's okay because we there was so much good stuff in there that I think people can take you know as advice. And so um, I want to ask you, and I have a feeling where it might go even, but. um, Best advice anybody has ever given you. It's the first question I ask everybody. Best advice anybody has given you that has been helpful in your career that you think maybe sharing it will help somebody else. So when I was talking about uh, going into beauty school, and I, I'm going to shout out my parents on this episode. So, um, but when I was going to beauty school, uh, I was getting ready to go to beauty school, right? And I had called them. Do guys do this? Kind of in that mindset, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I had to get black cloaks, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so Especially back then. <laughs> yeah. So I'll never forget. Uh, this was like kind of a big turning moment for me uh, in jumping into this industry because my mom took me shopping, of course, and we're at the mall and we go into Eddie Bauer. Mm-hmm. And- I loved Eddie Bauer back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so we walk into Eddie Bauer and, you know, I was like on the search for black clothes and I, we walk in and actually one of my ex-girlfriend's moms was working there. So we walk in and she comes up to greet us and the conversation happens. And then she goes, what are you getting black clothes for? I hesitated, right? Because already I was kind of insecure about what I was doing um, because it was a totally new path for me. And, you know, I, I did end up saying, you know, I was going to beauty school and needed clothes or whatever. And then we walked out of there and I'll never forget. My mom goes, you know, if you're going to do this, you got to own it. Mm. Like, Yay, mom. Own what it is. Like, if you're going to do something, then you got to own it. I, I really love that. Yeah. Let, let's, let's 
talk about education. I mean, you, you got in early, you know, we, all the things that you know, just talked about you've done. I mean, you've got this huge platform. It's all about education across all kinds of categories. But for the audience, especially for those who are maybe a little bit newer to the industry or those who are, I don't know, been doing it for a while and sometimes get a little frustrated and maybe can't get out of their own way, or, which happens to all of us. Um, why is education so important? I mean, it's kind of a cliche conversation, but you've got so much connectivity to it. Um, to the audience, what would you say? Like, why does this stuff matter, period? Generally, the idea of education. Yeah, so, so the idea of education, for me, is it's where your confidence comes from, right? So a lot of people talk about how clients dictate this or clients or they have too many no-shows or they have like, like there's just so many things that we automatically go and blame for our not success behind the chair. And I think that a lot of the, the non-success, I guess, for lack of better words, comes from lack of education or just not being willing to put in the extra effort and work into getting better at what you do. Like this goes for everything, you know, like I have a um, 15 and going to be 16 year old son. Oh my gosh. Really- I remember <laughs> last time I saw him, he was a lot smaller. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> so, um, you know, he's, uh, he's going to school. Uh, he's really uh, into lacrosse. We got, it's kind of why I took a long, a little hiatus, not because of him, but like a little hiatus because I was watching him grow and, and trying to be, you know, a, a father figure that is there all, you know, for everything, um, you know, but he, it inspires me to watch a young person because he's got this work ethic of like every day we, we spend, especially through like the pandemic and stuff every day in the yard practicing and getting better. And, and, you know, me being there with him to try to help teach him along with that, like, and I'm not teaching him how to play lacrosse better. I'm teaching him how to have a mindset of wanting to be better, you know, and, and understanding that every day. So, you know, it's funny because education is repetition. It's, it's getting better, a little bit better every single day and not just doing a haircut to do a haircut or doing a hair color to do a hair color. It's taking a step back again in my class on Monday, I was talking to them and they were having such a good time. and, And it was actually, I, I, said to them, I'm just a terrible marketer. I'm a great content creator. I'm a terrible marketer. Um, I had two people in my class, could have done better. Yep. And I didn't, but I was actually excited for them. And we both, and we just had this intimate class and, you know, they're at my salon and I'm talking to them. And, you know, I said, today we're going to do a short haircut for three hours and we're going to do one and we're not going to do three haircuts because that's what I would do back in the day in every class and we'd rush through haircuts and never really get better. So for me, it was like, take a moment, just step back. And that's the beauty of cutting a mannequin head is that they don't have opinions. They don't have a time frame, They don't have anything. And to truly get better at what you do, you have to see it from all angles. Like you have to not only hold the hair in a certain way, but like why are you holding it that way? And what is the effect that's happening? And assess every moment of that. And, and I know I'm making it sound overdramatic a little bit, but but uh, it's not. It's really that, like, you really need to think about what you're doing. You know, like, understand fully um, why you bring that section out and what the overdirection does. And 
and all that stuff. And I try to do that every single time and I try to get better every single time at it. And I think that that's why when I get a client behind the chair, it's it's the game, you know? So the reps are the practice you do in the yard, right? It's going over it and over it and learning it. And then the game, you go in and you execute it to the best of your ability. And then you go back to practicing. And that's education to me is practice. It's just getting better every single day at what you do so that when you go back in, you get better and better. And there's nothing worse in this industry. And I think there's a lot of dropout of this industry because of lack of education and mm-hmm. lack of, yep. of um, learning new things. Because it's not that people don't want to be in this industry or they get bored. And so do our clients. And when the clients get bored and you're bored, it's a bad combination. And then all of a sudden you start declining and now you're not making the money that you'd want to make. And now you're quitting the industry um, or you know, going off on your own and then even more, you know, lack of motivation. Like it's just not a good recipe for. So education, I've, that's why I feel like it's so important. It's the, it's the thing that keeps driving your mind and keeps teaching you, you know, uh, I love when I find somebody that I look up to and um, can start trying to not only emulate them, but just like, just I, somebody that I want to be like, you know, I want, I want to be able to do hair like that or whatever. I want to go back to your mom for a moment, you know, the, the own it comment, because what you, what you were saying a, a couple minutes ago about, you know, you get hit that point, maybe too many no shows or people aren't buying the things you're trying to sell them, or you're not being able to up, you know, you, you know you're hitting those roadblocks. I, I think there's a component of owning it that you have to attach to your, for lack of a better word in the moment, failures, the things that are not working quite the way, but you have to own those things. And I think by owning them, by acknowledging that something's not quite right, that acknowledging my role perhaps in that, even if I don't understand what it is, um, that if I'm then proactive from there, I'll go get education. I will go find someone who can look at it differently than me and help me get to a better version of it and of myself. But it's, it's all grounded in owning it. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's so true. When you do own it, you know, and you're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta fix something here about myself. I'm gonna go get educated. Old school, like you said earlier, you know, you went to a class or somebody came to your salon. You know, you had to go to a beauty show or you went to a salon, and you know, and and, and especially at a beauty show, you kind of rolled the dice sometimes of what what you were gonna get. Um, the choices were limited. Um, today, now with a digital education, and I think there's a lot of people still not availing themselves to it. Of course, uh, again, you've got a lot of folks who are, but, but you've watched this transition. Um, and to anybody who maybe, you know, so, so many people, let me say it this way. So many people think like, oh, online stuff, that's inspirational. But if you want to learn something, you have to go to a uh, hands-on class. You have to. And I think we would all kind of agree, yeah, the gold standard is you know being with someone in together. But this almost impossible most of the time for most people. And so we have, it always has been. So I love digital education, but what's your take on it? If, if you're going to respond to somebody who says, well, I don't know if I'm going to learn that way. What would you say? It's a funny world um, when you live digitally, because I, I actually believe I kind of live in the metaverse already. I'm trying to get myself out of it a little bit. But um, when I taught my class on Monday, I got a new... I, a reminder that you can watch me. And then when I go now get to go watch you repeat what I did, you look like you were watching me with your eyes 
crossed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a totally different world. So I I cut like this, and then when they go back to cut, all of a sudden they're they're flipped and like their hands are you know facing a different direction. And I, so that made me think again that how important hands-on education is, but the beauty that we have digital is so great because I can learn as as me uh, very easily uh, online. And not everybody can, but you have figured yeah, yeah. out that you can, and we all have to figure out the best ways that we learn. Yeah, and I translate it well. Like I can watch something on video and I can translate it back to to me and, I, and I'll figure it out. I'll spend m- massive amounts of time studying their hands and then watching my hands. Some people don't have those details. Um, they, they just don't pick out those details. That we all have different ways that we that we take in the information and all that. So um, I do love hands-on education, but I love that we have both. And I and I'm super happy and want to be back out. You know, and I actually sent you that message. I, I want to be back out doing hair shows again because. I do feel like you can really, really help somebody that doesn't learn like that when you're hands-on. But um, there's a lot of people out there that can that can just get inspiration or actually learn something. Like we spend a lot of time, I, I spend a lot of time editing videos to have graphics and overhead views and multiple camera angles and you know, trying to get people to to really be able to, you know, see what I'm doing. But it's hard. It's definitely hard. And, and let me say again, who's been you know, really uh, very much an industry evangelist for digital learning, because I, I really do believe in it so much. And I go back to my early pivot point days. I, I left pivot point in 1994 and we were all over video and crazy about video. And we believed in video. And that was long before, you know, we have the, the, the world that we have today. where so many different tools available. But but we, we were like, you know, the idea that we could capture and, and edit content that was as close to perfect as it could possibly be when someone watched it excited the hell out of us because we'd all spent years watching people in classrooms teach who were less than perfect. And so, you know, and that to us, that was like as a company that was passionate about education. Yeah, we loved both of them, but just this idea, two, two things. One was the idea that we could perfect it. The other was that we realized how few people avail themselves to live education anyway. Only about 20% of this industry goes to a beauty show in a, in a year. And those who do go to a beauty show, most of them sit so far away from the person presenting, they can't really see exactly what they need to see. So there's, so there's good and bad in both of it. Um, and I think even and what excites me about the future is that what you just ex- shared about your in-person experience and the ability to be able to correct somebody's hand movements, for example, or holding the hair in a certain position, that's coming in digital. It's already kind of here. It'll scale in a few years, but the ability to have two-way engaged education by way of, you know, screens, it's kind of here. Beauty industry, we're a little bit slow, but within five years, we are going to be having really exciting, very personal uh, educational experiences by way of screens. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely be, it, we will virtually be in rooms with each other for sure. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. It's going to happen. Um, and I already, like, through starting in 2020 in the pandemic and everything, like, I started doing weekly Zoom classes with um, groups of people and I really loved it. But then what I found is that a lot of people get shy to have a camera on um, and they just kind of want to sit there with their camera off. So 
you know, there's there's a huge block in it. Um, but I definitely think it's I, I can't wait for it, honestly, Gordon. Like I can't I, I think the VR and the the A you know, AR, the VR, the mixed reality, all that stuff. Yeah. Like all of it's going to be so cool. Like if I can, if I can be in a classroom with somebody and virtually, and I can draw on their head, not their head, but you know, like their Mm -hmm, mannequin, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and be able to show them different things in a class. Like I'm, I can't wait for it. I'm going to ask you my last question. Um, uh, We actually got into a lot of good stuff. Um, Last question. Your best advice, you've had a long career, you've done all kinds of things, um, salon owner, working hairdresser, working educator, digital content creator, but for anybody who's looking to have a, a long, successful, and, and really important to me, satisfying career in this industry, your best advice? So my best advice is to do what you love in the industry. Like, I, I think that's why... I'm still so passionate because I I wouldn't be happy behind the chair all the time. I, I know I wouldn't. I, I knew kind of from the beginning that, you know, I wanted to be an educator. I wanted to, I wanted that. Um, I love that aspect. I love seeing people's eyes light up. Like when I'm teaching them something, I like the idea of traveling. I liked the idea of, you know, building the, you know, that kind of success, popularity, whatever you want to call it. Cause I don't, you know, that's a, another thing like my, my, I'd say wife, but we've been engaged for, you know, for, for a very long time, since 2006. Uh, we have a child, you know, and, All that. but that's part of, you know, she, and she's uh, the owner of the salon with me. And, you know, we pretty much do everything together. We work, you know, side by side together every day. And um, it's just funny, like sh- she's helped me like understand. Cause I, I came from that small town. I wanted a lot of big things and I was a little selfish and like a lot of like, you know, a lot of things. And I, uh, you know, I think one of the things that has made, makes me happy every day is that I get to do what I love, truly love. And it's not just, and that's, this industry has so many outlets, right? So don't, uh, you know, don't get caught up doing a bunch of stuff that you don't love because that doesn't elevate anything. Mm Mm-hmm. For me, it's it's about elevating not only this industry, but people, just people and and figuring out in your own life. What makes you tick? Yeah. Like is it is it money? Is it is it figuring out like because for me, I would have said money and I kind of would still say money, and my wife would probably say money. But I um, you know, I think just acceptance of that, you know, my parents always saying, like, great job, great job. You know, I think that was when I lost my dad, that was the biggest thing was that I didn't have him to call to tell him what I'm doing and then him to go, wow, that's the greatest thing that's ever been done ever. You know, like my dad had free salon education and Paul Mitchell uh, spray painted on his car, you know, like (laughs) he was like, yeah, like he was like the biggest, you know, cheerleader. And like, for me, I found that kind of like in my life, I get the most joy out of that, although my family growing up, like we didn't have a lot of money. And I would have said like, you know, growing up money was a big conversation and a lot of the stress of growing up. So I always wanted that, you know, and I thought that was the key and that's the answer. And I'm not going to say that having money isn't helpful, but you also start to realize that like, that's not really the answer. 
it's it's not the answer it's it's doing what you love so luckily money came with what i love but i think when you go all in on something that you love like the opportunities come you know it's uh, i think rob De- rob deerdick uh skateboarder said make your own luck um and it's something i used to talk about in my classes back in the day um but make your own luck like that that hits me so hard because people say that you're lucky or you know when when i was a hairdresser and working for sam and uh you know he had moved to california he was working for robert chromians which was just kind of a crazy thought process mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i loved robert chromians so much and i moved out here i chose sam over robert chromians and then i moved out here to work for sam and like two years into my career sam moved to work for robert and i was running his <laughs> salon and uh and i just I'll, like and this is kind of what i mean like my clients saw me putting in all the work they saw me doing certain things and so one of my clients one day was like why do you buy this and i was like i can't because i got zero dollars you know i can barely even get my paycheck from here so i don't know how and he's like call him and offer him money and i was like for real and i never heard of this amount in my life or seen it or anything and he and because i'm telling you beauty school like i was scrounging for quarters trying to buy like a soda you know what i mean like, pop and uh we so like when he said that i was like for real and he's like yeah call him and and offer him and i said okay and so i called sam and i offered it and and like the reason i'm telling that story is because that came from hard work so it's lucky right that i was there and and had that client that kind of went in and kind of had my like believed in me and Christina, my wife, you know, was like, you guys, I believe in you guys. I know what you do here and the owner's not here and you're doing everything. And I just want to, I want to back you. I want to have your back on. I don't want anything. I just want to have your back and be careful everybody out there. This isn't like for everybody. Right. But, um, but the point is he saw the hard work and then he goes, I believe in you and I'm going to do it. That's kind of the things that started that. And then, you know, and then, you know, things trickle. I started the YouTube channel. I, I kept pushing forward and then good things come from, from all those little things that you just decide to go all in on, but you go all in on it because you love it, not because it's going to give you money, right? I went all in on it because I love doing this. I I worked on the radio out of high school um, for about a year and uh, I had a radio show and everything. I loved that. That was my passion, but I left it because I wasn't making very much money. I think I was making 12 grand a year. Um, and I begged for 12 grand a year. Radio still doesn't pay. <laughs> no, <laughs> never, it no. never did. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's like, so, but then, you know, if you think about it, that's what I love. That was my passion. And now I have a full, I wish I could show you this whole studio right here. I got a full radio studio. I built it myself, you know, and I'm hosting people's podcasts. Like, you know, we have a, a an NFL guy that comes in here every Thursday, like, we're doing radio shows here, you know? And so because I love it, I don't, it's not even about, there's no money in it. I just, I just love doing it and we'll see what happens. And like, I don't care. I don't care about that stuff because I'm doing what I love and it makes me happy every day. And also we have a business where, you know, you know, we built it all and everything. So um, it's just, that's my advice. Do what you love and don't, and and you'll you'll just be happier. Like if you don't love coloring hair, but you love cutting it, just cut it. 
Like I don't color hair anymore. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. Good, even it's good it. advice. Yeah, exactly. So just you know, do what you love. Yeah. All right, good advice. We're way over time, so I, I, we're on a roll. Uh, Matt, tell people tell people where to follow you on social. You got a big presence on social media. Um, t- uh, also, of course, your website where you also have commerce going on. You got great tools over there as well as content, and then of course your YouTube channel. Tell everybody where to find you. Yeah, for sure. So everything is free salon education, uh, every free salon education.com, free salon education on everything. Um, and we even launched a Spanish channel on YouTube. Um, and then, uh, we did launch a tool line. I launched a whole lineup of scissors. I love it. I'm designing scissors now and that's a fun. So, um, so go check it out. Everything's at free salon education.com. I got a free seven day masterclass for becoming a better haircutter in seven days. So if you sign up for that, it's totally free. Uh, and you'll get a video every day for seven days that just gives you a, that work hard, that thing that we're talking about that you can just keep putting in the work. Um, that's a good way to start if you're into haircutting and you want to want to do that. Go check it out. If you don't know Matt, go check him out. If you do know Matt, go go back and check him out again. Um, one of the best educators I know in the industry. I mean, you are you've been doing so much good stuff for such a long time. You're so passionate about it, as you made really clear today to our audience. And so, a really big, big thank you to my friend Matt Beck. He is a trailblazing, passionate educator. And whether you know it or not, Matt, you are a visionary, and I, I truly say that sincerely. You've been you were ahead of the curve, and you're still out there doing it. And and the results, you know, they're the numbers prove it. So. Thanks for being here. To the audience, I want to say, yeah, to the audience, I'm going to say, if you, if you like what you heard today, I encourage you to leave a rating and or review, hit the subscribe button. Best yet, um, share it with a colleague, share it with a friend, pay it forward, help others to find the podcast. Be sure to follow us at Beautycast Network uh, over on Instagram, on Facebook, it's Beautycast. And um, yeah, lastly, let me just say, this has been the Mastering Beauty Podcast for Beautycast Network. Be sure to tune in every single Sunday for new episodes. I'm Gordon Miller, podcast host, and I cannot wait to share more with you again next time.